What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Internet Capitalist Podcast with Luke Kish, where we talk about mindsets, experiences, and frameworks that will help you have fun, get rich, build cool shit, and positively impact the world. I am your host, Luke Kish, and welcome to episode number 32 of the podcast, all about how to decide your content strategy, paid versus organic. So this episode will be really helpful if you're confused on paid or organic to be your main focus, right? Like you don't know which one's better, which one you should spend your time on, which one is a better fit for you. By the end of this episode, you should have some clarity around that Um, because the truth is they both work and it's much more nuanced than most people think. Both are valuable for different people at different times and for different reasons. So in this podcast, I'm going to kind of just talk through pros, cons, short-term, long-term, upside, downside around the topic of organic versus paid. And that should help you be able to kind of think for yourself and form your own opinion on what you believe is the better fit for you today, right now whether that's to scale to 10 million from one or to scale from 100,000 from zero. So let's get right into it. First, let's start with paid. Okay, so paid is really cool. And this was also like kind of my, it's my favorite to be honest, just because it's super manufacturable. And it's my favorite to start with. Um, One, you know, I already understand how paid ads work. I understand how to make a funnel and copywriting and things like that. And what paid ads allows you to do is test out messages, test out, you know, test out kind of the market in a forcible way. Meaning like, if you are posting organic content, you have to get picked up by the algorithm. There has to be some consistency. It could take some time. Whereas if you just craft a message and you know how to run ads, you can force a broadcast of the message and see what happens out in the real world pretty quickly. Um, so what does this require though? Obviously it requires that you can run ads, right? So Facebook ads, TikTok ads, YouTube ads, Instagram ads, whatever ads you're trying to run, obviously you need to know how to run them. So that requires, you know, understanding a platform and then, uh, understands you requiring copywriting, building funnels, or at least somebody on your team to, uh, to get going. Um, there's more components to making ads work than just the ad itself, right? Obviously it has to, has to, you know, go through a process to get to the point of being meaningful in any way, shape or form. But those are all what you would say, maybe your cons, if you don't know those things, but the pros are once again, you can force a message out into the market and test it very quickly, right? So if you think, oh, okay, I think that, you know, this this offer or this free thing or whatever is going to get a lot of people's attention in this market. This messaging should really work. You know, I'm going to build out a sales page, put together some ads, and then put that thing out there and let it breathe and see how people respond. It's a great place to do that, right? It's a great place to battle test ideas. And I think it's a great place to start, to be honest. Um, if you have money and if you know how to run ads, okay? And then maybe that'll take a little bit of time. But the the thing that people don't understand about ads is 
you don't need like massive amounts of money to start. And it's really not that tech technically complicated, right? Like um, if you just can sit your ass down for 20 hours or so in the, in ad platforms, which, you know, you could do over the course of a few days and, uh, and figure out how to like click the buttons, you know, watch some YouTube videos. It's technically not really that hard. And then you can spend very small amounts of money to begin. Like you can spend five, 10, 20 bucks a day, 25 bucks a day, whatever it is to, to just put something out there. Right. And then you can run different kinds of campaigns to test different like things and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you know, you have to know those things, but really it's not that hard to know. And then it's a good thing. It's a good skill to have, to be honest, because once again, you can put messages out and test them, you know, before you go and like do a bunch of shit and you're not even sure if people want it or like it, or, you know, you're thinking, Oh, you know, my content's just not hitting whatever, or like my positioning is, you know, people don't like my stuff. Well, maybe you're just totally off on the message. And paid ads helps you figure that out. So that's the good thing about paid ads. And then they are manufacturable. So like if you have a sales team, it's really nice to be able to know what your cost per lead application, booking, sales call, you know, whatever it is, costs, and then understand, okay, we have 10 reps, or we have two reps, or we have 20 reps, and they're working this much time, we want to have this much bookings per day, so we need to spend this much money. That's a really lovely feeling, and it really turns your business, at least for me, into like a, a different feeling thing, where you can put a dollar in and get, you know, more than a dollar out. You know, you really can grow doing that. You know, you really buy yourself a lot of space, right? You buy yourself space for the message to you know, go out into the market, do its thing. You buy yourself space to find customers who want what you have and then iterate your product, especially if it's brand new. It's probably not going to start great. So you need to start somewhere. It means you got to get people in it and get the poor feedback, right? What's not good about this? Let's change it. Let's iterate. Um, and um, yeah, so those are some great things about it. Um, and it makes it manufacturable, you know? So I remember just the first time I ever got like really cool ROAS where you put, you know, whatever in and get what more out basically. That's a wonderful feeling. It gives you a lot of confidence. Um, and, um, and is really exciting. So, um, that's upside. Now we've spent, you know, I think we're approaching in warrior babe, probably like seven and a half, maybe even eight, I don't know, maybe close to 10, at least 7 million, in advertising. Um, and this year was our biggest cost for sure. You know, we were spending like 300 to 400 a month on average, 300 to 400,000 a month on average. And that's a huge expense. So like, you know, you reach a point with ads where you pretty much kind of touch everyone. And it's like, you know, something that if you have a big sales team that needs to eat, right? It needs to have like a a job, right? Like you can't just not have, you can't have 25 salespeople and then be able to not provide any bookings or any leads or something like that all of a sudden. So, you know, it's like, it's kind of a dance between you need to test, you need to iterate. And at the same time, you need to be able to 
produce the baseline, right? And then once again, that is a huge fucking cost. Like, you know, imagine if we had the same lead flow or same booking from just views of content leading to our our business's valuable function, which is booking, and that leads to sales conversions um, without the 300 to 450,000 a month in spend, right? That's an extra 4 million, you know, $4 million of income. That's just straight to the bottom line. So that's where, that's where paid's like, um, kind of a pain in the ass because without all the organic, the moment you stop that huge flow of paid traffic, which you never plan to do, but it's like kind of burdensome knowing that if it did, you just don't have your fucking company anymore, right? Like you don't have the ability to produce the leads. And then it's all about, you know, okay, you know, we have a million leads, a million plus leads. Now we have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of applications. We've had hundreds of thousands of people book calls with us. So we have a a big thing that we could go kind of dig through and, and work on in any, you know, knock on wood in any period of having to figure that out. But that's a that's a little glimpse of the cons of paid, which to me really don't kick in um, until you are scaling, right? Until you're scaling slash scaled up, right? Like if you kind of are like not scaled because the idea of scaled is ridiculous. Pretty much any business can continue to grow. But, you know, once everyone in your market seeing your fucking ads, you know, it's just a little bit different of a game. Um and then the last con that I'll say about uh, paid is that if your shit sucks, paid just speeds up the the time that you go out of business. So, you know, I think people can delude themselves with income and just because they have income can assume it's like a validator of something being really good. That's not the case. Um, you need to keep your you know, your nose on the pavement or your eyes on the product and on the delivery. Because if you add fuel to, you know, a, if you add, you know, we'll call paid ads, like a bunch of weight and a bunch of expansion of an audience and the audience is sitting inside a house. And if the house is on a weak foundation, if you shove a lot of people in there with paid on a weak foundation, the whole thing's going to blow up. So, um, do not do that. You know, you need to make sure to continue to iterate and improve the product and uh, and be wary of that. You know, if you have something that sucks, putting paid into it, you know, if you're giving people bad experiences, you know, you're going to fuck yourself basically. And you just shouldn't do that anyway. You need to focus on creating value because if you want to endure and last long term, um, you can't be fucking valuable without being fucking valuable. So it's like bite the bullet, figure out what you have to figure out to get fucking good. Okay. So that's paid. Um, I think I covered the main things there. Um, I'd say one last pro about paid is it puts your brain in a lot of really psychologically helpful frameworks to sell and market, right? Like to understand paid well, you're thinking about marketing, you're thinking about copywriting, you're thinking about sales, persuasion, influence, psychological tendencies, you know, cognitive biases. And I think overall that will help you a hundred percent and it'll help your organic content. So like, you know, when you're putting money in, you feel a burn when it doesn't work. And that burn is helpful, right? Because that gives you like some, 
um, some survival instinct, right? Some like, God damn, like I feel this right now. Uh, how do we fix this? And that, 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 uh, component of your human nature makes you see things in higher fidelity. Whereas, you know, say you're making content that's organic, it's harder to conceptualize spending time um, compared to spending money. So spending money and thing not working drives, I think, lots of action, uh, especially if you're just starting out because your time is not like, you know, in your mind, um, something that's, you know, that your brain is perceiving as valuable for itself in the first person. But money, it's like, oh, fuck, you know, I have 10 grand. I just spent two and this didn't go well. We need to figure this the fuck out. Where did this break down? And then you're like animal instinct looking and digging and getting feedback on where the thing broke down. And then that's going to improve your ability to market, do copy, understand human psychology, and understanding those things is foundational for anything that you do in business. I think psychology is such a huge component. Understanding the human mind, how to mute, move humans is such a valuable skill set to have. So that's another pro of paid. And it also will end up helping you in organic. Now let's talk about organic. So organic is sick when it works because it's free. It's not free, but I saw Hermosi talk about what's costing him seventy thousand a month in a pay, in a uh, in a content creation team. Impression wise, would cost I don't know if it was like a million or two million. I think it was a million dollars for the same amount of paid impressions through ads. So it's like, do the math there. If you can get something that costs you 1 million for 70,000, uh, that's a good thing. So, um, number one, getting it working, it can turn extremely profitable. So if you have great content, you know, if you're, if you're good on camera or get good on camera, if you have an it factor, if your message message is clear slash, you get it really clear and it really hits a nerve in the market, right? Like it really, goes from kind of noise to signal for a group of people. And then you already have like funnels and stuff like that in place and understand how to convert, which, you know, would be another pro of doing paid as well, because you have to understand that to get paid working. If you understand that with paid and then you apply that to organic, that's really working. My God, I mean, take my business and then add another 300 to 450,000 per month in income. You know, that, that'd be, uh, lovely. Right. So that's why we're working on organic right now, personally. Um, so when it works, it's amazing. Uh, if you have an it factor, if you're naturally good on camera, then that's a good, you know, a good place to go. Um, and then with organic, you know, uh, some cons of organic are, it can take a while to get good, right? Like if your message isn't really refined, you don't know who you are yet, where you sit, where you stand, you haven't done things that make you worth listening to, it's harder to get traction, right? It's like, why should I listen to this guy? You know, it's like, and you're talking about like business advice, it's like Elon gives business advice, right? Like, you know, Sam Altman from Y Combinator talks about business. So you have to be able to compete at some level, Um you know, so whatever your, whatever your topic is, whatever your skill is, you have to be worth listening to. One of the biggest fail safe ways of doing organic that's worth listening to is fully being yourself and who you are. Um, that is something that no one else can fully do as good as you. 
And the way the internet works is there's so many people, it's unfathomable that if you just be how you are and who you are, there will be a group of people that resonate with you and a tribe that resonates with you. So like, if you don't feel like, like you can show up as an authority in a space yet, I wouldn't try to until you feel some level of confidence, because if you try to show up as something you're not, people are going to see right through that. The best thing to do if you want to start making organic content, you don't feel like an authority yet is be totally vulnerable and transparent around it, because then, you know, you buy yourself time to become an authority, number one. And then number two, the people that are listening to you are building real relationship with you. They're liking you because they like you, which is um, is going to end up being impactful. So, um, on top of that, it's, um, it can be operationally complex. So if you're trying to like scale organic, you need to have teams of editors, publishers, you know, people need to repurpose content and it's more than just, you know, like somebody who can just pop open a video and edit it. Right. Good editors have contextual understanding of how the video is supposed to look and be, on the internet for the format that it's in. So it's like a good editor can, you know, take what you did and then correctly contextually understand the changes in the format to make it work for the platform that it's going on, right? Like reels, for example, and I don't have this nailed yet, to be honest. So like, this is something that I'm currently working on. We have editors that can follow instructions on how to make things look, but, um, like contextual understanding of the content is really what makes great editors, great editors, in addition to being able to edit very well. Um, so it can, it can be operationally complex. If you're a solopreneur though, or you have something small, you can learn how to edit videos. You know, it's like, I one time spent like 20 hours one week and I totally got myself to a point where I could fully edit a reel. Like I could do one per day in like an hour. Right. And I stopped doing it because I got an editor to do it and I have a lot of other responsibilities. But had I no other responsibilities, I know I could have got that time down to 20, 30 minutes and had no cost and then complete control over the over the output, at least to start. Um, So that's that's another, you know, kind of I guess you could say con is it can get operationally complex at the same time if you just roll your fucking sleeves up and like you have more bandwidth you can just begin alone right like buy a course on how to edit fucking videos type in how to do this on final cut pro or adobe or whatever it is figure out how to add fucking captions and you're going to be on your way um and then another thing about organic that you need to consider is that it's more than just one form of content. So it's like short form content's good for reach and it's good for creating new viewers and new audience, but it's not good for creating depth, right? And if you're thinking about some sort of conversion mechanism, there needs to be longer form or medium form, at least content where somebody can more fully like indulge into your world and into your mind and see if they resonate with your thoughts and, and whatever it is you're talking about and doing at a deeper level. So we open them up with like reels and TikToks and stuff like that and just get on the radar. But then there's gotta be more for them to connect to to build a deeper and realer and more valuable relationship with. Meaning if you're going organic, organic it can't just be like all these trendy things with no substance, right? You have to have... A, a platform filled with substance if the end result is some sort of conversion mechanism. 
obviously you can think about this on a long time horizon and keep an audience alive and growing with simple engaging things until you have the medium and long form figured out but that's where a lot of the heavy lifting ends up getting done you can't really give someone too much value or you know help someone understand too much of who you are in one quick video if they watch a hundred of your quick videos yes sure uh, it's harder to get someone to watch a hundred of your quick videos though than one one medium to long form video and really make it an impact and make a move so those were some uh, those were some kind of thoughts around paid versus organic. Um, hopefully that gave you a little bit of clarity on the different you know kinds of content and you know kind of how to choose the content um, or the starting point for you. And um, yeah. Uh, hope that helped. If it did, please subscribe, share this episode with a friend who's trying to make content, wants to understand the difference between organic and paid. I run no ads on this thing. So that's all I ask. Please just you know subscribe and share this with a friend that you think it could be helpful for. I don't sell business opportunity courses. If you're new here, like I'm, I, I didn't make my money selling how to make money. Um, at all. I don't sell any how to make money anything. I'm just doing this for my enjoyment and uh, it helps me and I hope that it helps you. So if it does, subscribe, share with a friend. Thank you for being an internet capitalist and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. Thank you. Have a fantastic day. Bye.